0: Hi, and welcome back to Unstuck with your host, relational therapist and certified Christian coach, Asha Marie Buffay. All right, so today I'm really excited for this episode. We're going to be doing something a bit different. Uh, we're going to be talking about codependency. Now, if you're new, um, let me, again, I'll just say my name is Asha Marie Buffay. I am a relational therapist and a certified Christian coach, and I teach believers how to get unstuck. Okay, you know how to reconnect with God again, how to reconnect with your spiritual walk again, with yourself again and with your purpose. All right. So today, let's jump right into the episode. We're talking about codependency, codependency, super, super, you know, catchy term these days. Everyone's using it. Everyone's saying it. But let's really break it down. What does it really mean to be codependent? What is it? Okay. What kind of, you know, what does it look like? How did you, how does the person even become codependent? Okay. And why is it so dangerous for us, especially as believers? You know, how or why does codependency make us stuck? All right. So I'm praying that this episode really blesses you, you know, and if you hear yourself and what we're talking about, Don't fret, don't worry. Um, if you don't know, like I said, I coach believers on topics just like this because codependency can get a lot of us stuck. I used to be codependent, okay? You know, I don't think anyone is really, um, just not in the danger of getting caught up into these types of behaviors and and this type of being. Um, but if you're interested at all and you need someone to help you through how you get unstuck from codependency, go on over to my website com. Book a consultation with me; it's free, doesn't cost you anything, and we can go ahead and get started. All right. So first, let's talk about what codependency looks like. Now, I was on Instagram. Why not? i was on instagram and i saw a post by uh the holistic psychologist if you're not following her her content is just so fantastic um especially as another mental health professional i just love it so she made a post if you go up there you can still catch it it was titled codependency looks like colon all right and it had a bunch of different things so i want to read those out for you guys to start us off and it says codependency looks like feeling responsible for the well-being Emotions or actions of others, okay? Feeling loved or needed through finding and fixing the problems of others. Saying yes when what you actually want to say is no. Consistently feeling like you're being taken for granted and resentful for giving more than you receive. And the last one is obsessively. Unconsciously attempting to control the behaviors of others, and when I tell you, when I first read this post, it dragged me because I used to be so codependent. I thank the Lord Jesus Christ <laughs> for deliverance. So let's talk a little bit more specifically about what codependency is. I see a lot of clients as a coach and a therapist who are very just involved in a lot of codependent behavior a lot of codependency in relationships, and it's just very dangerous, very detrimental. Okay, so codependency is not a diagnosis. You know, it's more like a symptom, okay? It's a description of behavior and attitude. And it's really characterized by a heavy reliance outside of yourself for validation, for approval, for self-worth, for identity. All right and within codependency there's often you know this consistent pattern of betraying yourself you know of of self-denial of abandoning yourself in order to meet the needs of you know or to care for or to quote unquote rescue someone else but we'll talk about that in a bit you know there's this continual theme of just sacrificing your own needs your own wants and that's why we call it self-betrayal now Let's talk a little bit about the symptomology of codependency, and what I mean by symptomology is how can you tell or how can I tell if my behavior is codependent, okay? And just pay attention to the way that I said that. As a mental health professional and as a coach, um, I really don't like to pathologize people, you know? So instead of saying I'm codependent, let's change that to something that's a bit more healthy and say. This behavior is codependent, or I've been behaving codependently. Okay, now the symptomology that you can usually recognize when there's codependency going on is low self-esteem, poor boundaries, okay, a savior complex, and basically what that is is again that that need to rescue someone, that need to 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 take people's problems onto yourself to the extent that you're about to die or your life and and your resources are severely depleted in order to save someone else. Another symptom of codependency is self-denial where you're always last. You're always on the back burner. You're always one who doesn't have enough or you're the one, the strong friend that never has anyone to talk to. Things like that. False projections is another symptom of of codependency, and what I mean by that is that oftentimes, you know, I used to do this as well, and I've seen this a lot in clients. Is we tend to act like I've got it all together, you know, you know, uh, um, that we're just totally self-reliant, totally competent, a-okay, you know, that we are just this wellspring of water going out because you, God forbid. You know, the person that we, we're we behaving codependently with thinks that we don't have what they need or think that we're not sufficient enough to be able to rescue them, you know, or stops coming to us or stops needing us. OK. And so a lot of times codependent uh, behaviors are seen with people who don't really want to admit to their weaknesses or, you know, you ask them for something and they won't tell you that they don't have it. They'll just make it happen. You know, they'll go to the ends of the earth but really they're pulling from um, a well that's not so full as it seems, all right? And lastly, control issues. is a big, big, big red flag for codependency, okay? We'll talk about that a bit later. Now, let's talk about how did you get here, okay? How do people become codependent? How do people get this way? Where is this coming from? Now, I know it's so cliche, you know, we say everything comes from childhood, but that's because a lot of things do come from childhood. And often the seeds for that later codependent behavior, they're planted in childhood, okay? They're planted in childhood, they're planted, you know, in those relationships as a child between your parents or your caregivers and your siblings. All right, especially when there's an inconsistency or just an outright complete neglect of meeting the emotional needs of that child. All right. And usually when there is some type of um, inconsistency of nurturing or of the meeting of the needs or neglect, what happens is what's often termed parentification. All right. And this is where the lines between childhood and adulthood are not really clear like they should be and the child feels like they have to step into more of an adult-like role to get their needs met or to get their sibling's needs met. And this is so common, especially, you guys know I'm a millennial African-American woman, especially in the African-American community where we see, you know, as children, you know, we're taking care of the other siblings or just really stepping into a role that really is supposed to be governed by those who are taking care of us or those who are supporting us right and the issue with parentification is because what happens is an association begins to form as a child right this association between the caregiver role where i'm able to to take care of you and help you and you know meet your needs And, you know, be that shoulder that you lean on, even though I'm supposed to be leaning on you. You know, I'm able to step in and get things handled, even though I'm supposed to be just living life as a child and being taken care of and growing and focusing on developing and having my needs met. There becomes this association between caring for people and being in that role and stability and positive reinforcement like love and approval and affection, things that children and honestly everyone crave and need for healthy, you know, personality development, for healthy romantic development and things like that. You know, because when you as a child, when your needs are inconsistently met, or when your needs are never met, except for when you go out of your way to make sure X, Y, and Z is taken care of. Or except for when, you know, mommy couldn't take care of this, so I took care of it. Or I picked the kids up from school, or I fed everyone when they came home, or I helped everyone do their homework, or, or you know, mama needed to borrow money, and even though I'm a teenager and I'm in school trying to save up for this or that, I gave it to her. Or, you know, she came home drunk, or he came home drunk, and, and they couldn't take care of us, so I did it. A lot of times this association forms, that's like, well, when I do this, I feel needed and I feel appreciated and I feel loved and I get the affection that I've been wanting because like you're indebted to me or you owe me or something that you weren't able to do yourself and something you knew that I should not have had to have been doing. And that's a very unhealthy association, but you see that a lot forming in childhood that background association that kind of forms between oh well when i do this i get that you know and usually you don't give me that but when i do this i got you right in the palm of my hand, and that is also where that kind of hunger for control forms you know because it's like well when i take care of things you're happy with me or you give me the affection that i wanted or that i needed or when i give you what you want then I get something that I wanted. Never, the, never mind that it was something I was supposed to have already been getting, but I wasn't, there was a deficit there. But I see when I, when I take care of you, or when I go out of my way and sacrifice myself so that you can have your needs met, so that you can be happy, so that you're not upset, so that things are taken care of for you, then I see that you give me a little bit of what I needed. And again, a very dysfunctional, definitely understandable association that begins to form especially in the mind of the child okay and also I just want to mention that when there is addiction whether in a relationship or a family um, it it creates that same kind of environment and so you can see a lot of codependent behaviors you know and ways of being begin to form from that type of environment as well addictions domestic violence All these types of things where someone is having to rise up and meet the need of someone else that is not meeting it, while their own needs have to go to the background or to the back burner on behalf of this other person, all right? So I just want to remind you that codependency, like I said, it's such a bad word right now, but codependency is not cute, all right? It often enables some really dysfunctional behavior, some really dysfunctional relationship dynamics, all right? So now let's talk about why or how codependency can get you stuck, all right? Especially as a believer, you know, but even in general. And I want to really emphasize that there is a very strong element of manipulation and selfishness and codependency okay it's a void filler but it's a void filler that really lacks any true substance because what you're seeking that approval that validation that affection that love it really can't be found outside of god and outside of yourself you know and it's like uh it's like you're trying to recreate subconsciously Which is why a lot of people who who go through these dysfunctional codependent relationships will say, you know, it's it's almost like different day, same person, you know, or or just the same thing over and over again. They don't know why they keep finding themselves in these same situations over and over and over again. And it's kind of you could relate it to in um, mental health. There is. Um, a a, a theory of of counseling. It's called Imago imago Relationship Therapy. But one of the premises there is that in romantic relationships or in platonic relationships later on in life, we subconsciously recreate the relationship um, that frustrated us most from our family of origin or from our families growing up. Um, And so if you think about it like that, then it really begins to make sense which is why some people will say these phrases of you are what you attract and things like that. And it's because subconsciously, sometimes we are, we're trying to recreate, according to that theory at least, trying to recreate that that parental or that family of origin environment, you know, almost to give us another shot at getting those needs met. Well, maybe if I do it all right this time, you'll love me, you know? Which is why sometimes we feel like, You know, you found someone that was just like your dad or just like your mom, and it just blows your mind, but it's not a coincidence. It's because you are, in a sense, attracted to that because that gives you another opportunity to quote-unquote do things right or to quote-unquote prove that you're worthy of love or you can give love or or you can be, you know, good or that you are, you know, lovable and deserving so many different things going on in the background there. And it's just really important. I just want you guys to kind of think about that. What am I searching for in these relationships or in these friendships? What repeatedly keeps showing up and how do I tend to react to it? Okay. Because you can't go back there. And that's what I want to emphasize that a lot of times we'll recreate those scenarios that frustrated us where we didn't get our needs met where we didn't get the love and the affection and the approval, approval and the unconditional positive regard. We didn't get that. And so we recreate those same situations, I think, subconsciously in the literature backs this up so that we can try to fight for it. We can try to resolve that issue. But you can't go back there. Okay. You can't go back to being a child. You can't go back, you know, to to those relationships then and that's part of why it's so important to realize how codependency can get you stuck because as much as you're trying to get it from someone else, they can't give it to you, all right? And I want to I want to also mention that this is so important for us as believers to realize is that when we're codependent or when we're operating in codependency, we're idolizing people. We're placing people and we're placing ourselves in God's place. You know, as we we attempt to either we attempt to either control control them, control the situation or we're relying on them to get needs met that they they're not equipped to fill. You know, they're not your parents and you're not a child anymore and and they can't go inside of you in your heart and in your mind and make you believe something no matter how much they tell you I like to call it uh, the revolving door of emptiness okay because no matter how much they thank you no matter how much you remind them of what you've done for them in arguments or or things like that or no matter how much you feel the affection of those relational highs you know because in a lot of codependent relationships there's these very toxic high highs and low lows no matter how much reinforcement and oh, I love you, and you do everything for me, and what would I do without you? No matter how much you get that when things are good, it's never enough. It's never enough because you don't believe it. It's, it's not reaching deep enough. It's not something that you're giving to yourself, and they cannot give it to you. Okay. I also codependency can also get you stuck because it's a it's a breeding ground for being taken advantage of. Okay. Because when you're willing to give, 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 trust me, people who are ready to take and wanting to take are coming your way. (laughs) It's very easy for people to spot someone who is more willing to, who is willing to sacrifice themselves in order to make other people happy in an unhealthy way. And people love to exploit that. People who also don't have any self respect or any boundaries love to exploit that but I want to talk about the dark secret behind that though because we got to tell the truth and the whole truth the dark secret is that a codependent uh, person or a person who's behaving codependently even knowing that they're being taken advantage of or even suspecting it because you know let's talk about it a lot of us know when someone is running over us when someone is taking advantage of us when we're giving more than we're getting when we're sacrificing ourselves and it's just it's not it's just not going how things are supposed to go. Even knowing that, even suspecting that, someone who is still, you know, having that mindset and behaving codependently, they'll often choose to remain codependent. They'll often choose to remain in that relational environment because again, they've got their own motives their own motive and attempting to use that person or use what they do for that person or how they care for that person as leverage or as ammunition to get their own emotional and relational needs met. Okay, it's very important that we talk about why do people stay stuck? And when it relates to codependency, just like it relates to other things, You've got to take a look at and be very honest with yourself about what is this situation doing for me? Because a lot of us, when we're really tired of something, we let it go. When we really don't want something, we let it go. But if you're sticking around something, you know, and it's it's time to think, why am I hanging around? Why am I tolerating this behavior? Why am I letting myself get run over and taken advantage of and dealing with these inconsistencies? Or, or why do I go out of my way to sacrifice myself, to betray myself, to deny myself, to put myself all the way to the back, to not respect myself for other people? Why do I do that? We gotta get honest and talk about that. Otherwise, you'll stay stuck and you'll recreate the pattern again and again with a different face, okay? So lastly, I just want to touch on a couple of things to look out for when it comes to codependency, all right? We talked about manipulation, we talked about a hunger for control. Okay? I also want to mention pride. Pride is a close friend of codependency because, you know, we get puffed up because that's where our power comes from. I did this for you. I I sacrificed so that you could have. I didn't even do this for me or take care of myself. I did that for you. I went out of my way for you. And this is how you treat me? And, da-da-da, and da-da-da, you know how we can go. Pride, 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 pride. Because that's our leverage, you know, when we're being codependent. Is that, oh, you can't treat me this way. Mm. I control you in a way because I did this and I did that and I did this. And even when you did this, I still did that. Look out for that pride. Look out for that pride and also fear. Fear is a big, big, big best buddy, you know, we go back like faux flats on Cadillac friend of codependency. Because a lot of codependent behavior is fueled and driven by a fear of rejection and abandonment. You know, I don't I don't want you to reject me again. I don't want you to make me feel like I don't matter when you don't care about what I need or what I want. I don't wanna feel like that. I don't wanna feel like no one cares about me or cares about what I need. I don't wanna feel like I don't have anybody. Sometimes I just wanna know that I at least have somebody even if I have to be codependent to keep them. I don't wanna feel like you'll just leave me So I'll do what it takes to keep you. I I don't want to be alone. I don't want to be rejected. I don't want that. I don't want to feel like how my dad made me feel or my mom made me feel or my family made me feel. So now I'm willing to do whatever it takes to keep you here or to keep you happy. Even if we both gotta fake it, that's what I'm willing to do. All right. And I want to, so I want you to think about those things. If any of this is resonating with you, just begin to really think about these things and pray on it. And lastly, I just want to wrap it up by talking about um, another way to relate to people and to be with people. You know, biblically, the Bible really encourages interdependence where we rely on each other in a healthy way, where we serve one another mutually, where we sacrifice for one another mutually. All right, it talks about that, you know, in First in Peter 4, when the Lord talks about how he distributed through the Holy Spirit gifts for everyone, and that we should really strive, you know, to serve each other with our gifts for the glory of God. Or even when it talks about marriage in Genesis two, you know, about how, you know, a man will leave his mother and his father and cleave to his wife and be united with her in one flesh. So these are the types of relationships that the Bible encourages us to have, our marital relationship of being united and depending on one another in a healthy way under God. And, you know, as believers with our gifts or just with our service, being willing to serve each other mutually, forbearing with one another in love, under... God, it's important to remember that the the biblical service and dependen- the, the, the dependency and service that the Bible talks about and encourages is out of love and out of glorifying God, not out of fear, not for our own selfish gain of you meet my needs. I need someone to meet my needs and I don't care how I have to get them met, you know, not manipulation, not not control not pride okay so if you've been struggling with codependency we're about to wrap up the episode if you've been struggling with codependency if codependency has had you stuck you know in your relationships whether it be romantic or even platonic I see a lot of codependent friends okay codependency destroys relationships and it also chips away at yourself at your own, you know, just emotional stability. If you've been struggling with that, it, and anything that I said has been resonating with you, again, go to my website. Let's book a consultation. Let's talk about it, okay? Let Let's get you unstuck, okay? So you guys feel free to share this podcast. Um, share it especially if you know someone uh that it would just be really good for maybe you've seen like okay that's looking a little codependent or maybe you've got someone who doesn't really understand what codependency is um you know not just from a social media standpoint but from truly you know what the literature says about it and what it really is you know from a certified coach and from a therapist Now share this podcast and uh, i wish there was a way to comment on these things but i don't think there is So just share the podcast and if you do share it, tag me um, on Twitter or Instagram. Um, on Instagram, it's at A-S-H-A, just kidding, at the A-S-H-A-M-A-R-I-E-B-E-T-H-E-A. And on Twitter, it's just at AishaMarieBuffet. Make sure you tag me and tell me what you thought of the episode. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next week. Bye.